0: Hello there, it's Connor from Unleash the Ghouls. Thank you for checking out the audio version of this episode. If you didn't know, you can also watch the video version of every episode over on YouTube. Just search Unleash the Ghouls and take your pick. In the meantime, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome one, welcome all, and welcome to a deep discussion where I, Connor, delve into the rabbit hole of randomness and break down topics of terror. There's going to be some spoilers ahead, so get ready and let's jump right into it. Time for Teletubbies. If you've ever been, you know, a child, then you'll have watched Teletubbies, guaranteed fact. They're one of the biggest phenomenons in children's television of all time. Bizarrely, Teletubbies only lasted for four years, between 97 and 2001, and didn't return to TV until 2015, yet due to constant reruns on the likes of CBeebies and being available on YouTube in massive compilations to just chuck on in the background if you've got a young kid, Teletubbies still remain to be a household name, despite being one of the weirdest TV programmes ever. The show's set in Teletubby land, which is just basically a wind farm in the middle of loads of fields, with a big dome in the middle of it where the Teletubbies live. There's Tinky Winky, Dipsy, Lala, and Po, a species of Multicolored anthropomorphic jelly baby-looking things that have television screens in their stomachs, where every episode they watch some human kids playing or making something. But then the rest of the episode has the Teletubbies themselves playing or making something or doing something weird in some weird situation. They've got a massive living vacuum cleaner called Nunu, who occasionally just goes off the fucking rails. Oh, and there's a legendary episode where the toaster breaks and it fires Teletubby to all over Teletubby land. (laughs) That was fire. Oh, and the sun's a baby, by the way. But generally, the episodes were near enough the same. Just these weird alien-looking creatures, basically doing weird shit. They all had a signature item as well. Some little accessory that was supposed to go with each character's personality, I guess. But it's the most random assortment of items ever. Think of, I don't know, The Avengers. Captain America has a shield. Hawkeye has a bow and arrow. Thor has a massive hammer. Bruce Banner has... anger issues. Yeah, punch that drywall, you fucking Kyle. I mean, I guess Hulk and Green Monster go together, really, don't they? But then with the Teletubbies, Tinky Winky has a red handbag, Dipsy has a top hat made of cow skin, Lala has a giant orange yoga ball, and Poe has a bloody scooter. It's just such an odd mixture that makes just about as much sense as the rest of the show. In each episode, there was a segment called the magical event. There were seven of these magical events altogether, and and they used to go on rotation between the episodes. So even though there were 365 episodes of the original run of Teletubbies, the magical event was always one of the seven. There was one called the Magic House, which is this weird French-looking fella in a beret singing gibberish in a giant pink house. the Animal Parade, which is just a whole bunch of terrible CGI zoo animals walking through Teletubby Land, and then there's one which is just three ships just kinda dancing together in sync? Yeah, this, this show's just the worst. But if you were a young kid on the 14th of April 1997, oh boy, were you about to have your tiny precious life fucking wrecked? The magical event for episode 11 of Teletubbies, titled Seesaw, is the most infamous of the the seven. One which caused widespread controversy worldwide. I'm talking of course about the lion and bear. I still get nightmares about this and it turns out I'm not alone. YouTube comments on any video of this sketch that still has the comments enabled comes to the same conclusion that this is possibly the most fear-inducing piece of children's TV to ever hit the screen. So what's so scary about the lion and bear? Let me fill you in if you don't already know. So the sketch begins with the Teletubbies, standing on the hillside, and immediately there's a scary atmosphere created through the music. It's this suspenseful, tense violin beneath this kind of atmospheric synthwave music. All four of the Teletubbies turn to the camera in unison and say, uh-oh. This was kind of a catchphrase of the Teletubbies. Whenever they said, uh-oh, you knew something bad was about to happen. And oh my, it was. Suddenly, off screen, we get an ethereal voice announcing, it's the bear. It's the bear. And I'm coming. It's the bear, it's the bear, and I'm coming. Oh, fuck me. Oh, that's just so horrible, man. I'm watching this video back to write this script for this con solo episode, and I'm getting the shits here. I really am. Jesus. Right. Then the bear says the same thing again. It's so threatening. You can't see the bear, but you know that it's there. And you know that it's coming. You don't know where or when it's coming, but you know that it's on its way. That's such a terrifying thought to put into a young child's mind. Then the Teletubbies must have some sort of danger complex or something, because they get all all excited and then they leg it to a hill and take a seat to watch the rest of the show it then cuts to a still shot of the hills with a fast drum roll going again adding suspense and it has this trippy electronic dreamy music underlying it it's so unsettling Again, it fixes on this shot for ages, building up the reveal of the bear. Then, when the bear comes in, it absolutely flies in really quickly. It may not be considered as a jump scare now to an adult, but to a very young child, of course it would be. Then just look at this fucking thing. A wooden bear on wheels with googly eyes and a moving tongue. When it pops through the trees and pulls a face and oh my god, that tongue-waggling noise it makes. Christ, that just still goes through me. I hate that, man. It also pops up and down between the hills. Like, first it's in the foreground and then it goes behind the hill and then suddenly it's in the background. This would massively disorientate a child who wouldn't be able to understand how the bear can move so quickly. So then the bear starts whispering and, oh my god, oh, the bear's hiding from a lion. Back again to creepy music and suspenseful shots of trees and fields. Now we know there's a lion but again we don't know when it's gonna pop up until it roars This is just not a nice review. Notice as well that when the lion roars, the clouds and trees speed up because they increased the frame rate of the footage to simulate the the lion's roar and make the clouds move like it's some sort of superpower. So again, it's just another way to alienate a child's senses, shifting the speed of reality to make it even more unsettling to watch. And listen to those snares as well. Ah! Ah! Who the fuck wrote the score for this? Eventually, the big scary lion with big scary teeth comes in, with the same googly eyes, sharp teeth, and haunting expressionless face. It's just nightmare fuel. Then the lion roars again, rolling around trying to find the bear, and it leads to a chase. Look at the lion's eyes, glowing like that! (laughs) Oh my life! And then the bear pops out, laughing at the lion who can't find her, and then just listen to her laugh. Where's the bear? (laughs) Oh, that's so horrible. And then the frame rate keeps changing again, and the clouds change again, and there isn't even a conclusion, like the lion just keeps chasing the bear, and we never see what happens, so does the lion catch and kill the bear, I mean, just who the fuck approved this on a TV show with a target age of 1 to 4 year olds, would you ever show this, this, to a child who is 4 or younger, I'm 25, and this still gets under my skin today, I wasn't even 2 myself when this first. And I was a huge Teletubby fan according to my mom, who tells me that I love Teletubbies and Tots TV the most. So it's really, really likely that I watched this at the age that the show was intended for. Ofcom got complaints from parents in their thousands with concerns about the Lion and Bear sketch, relating to the uncanny appearance of the Lion and Bear, the scary voices, scary scenes, scary music, scary dialogue. It's just an all-round clusterfuck of nightmare fuel, and it was argued that the sketch may have been appropriate for kids aged 10 and above, most suitably teenagers, so the production team who put this together had no concern for their infant child target audience. So then the original sketch was re-edited to make it a lot lighter and friendlier for kids, though it still had its issues. Some more comedic scenes were added, the music was changed to be a lot more jolly and light-hearted, there were some humorous sound effects thrown on as well, and several lines of the dialogue were re-recorded. However, this was pretty much just like trying to put a plaster over a guillotine victim because even with the re-edit, the negative stigma of the lion and bear sketch as a whole meant that some countries have banned showing either of the edits. There's legitimate legislation surrounding this. Check this out, right? Both the original and edited versions are banned on TV, VHS, and DVD in the US, France, Japan, and Russia. And just the original version is fully banned in the UK, Ireland, Czech Republic, Australia, Germany, Norway, South Korea, and New Zealand. You can watch both versions on YouTube if you really want to, if you're a sociopath or something, but otherwise, if you're a parent or an uncle or auntie or something, please try and prevent this sketch from being seen. I've got a one-year-old nephew who adores Teletubbies, it's on YouTube all the time, but if he came into contact with this, I wouldn't forgive myself. Listen, we've all got nightmares from our childhoods, it's just part of being a human. Something that stands out to us as being an unforgettable, frightening experience that we carry with us for the rest of our lives. I mean, I was watching Evil Dead 2 when I was 6, but The Lion and Bear is this strange case where the team in charge of putting it together were clearly so ignorant towards the harm they were doing to the young, vulnerable children who were watching Teletubbies at the time. And it's one of the biggest misfires in TV history, other than The Iron Throne, of course. So if you yourself have an experience surrounding The Lion and Bear from a young age and would like to share it, just chuck it in the comments down below. We need to build this community up together and make more people aware of the Lion and Bear. We're all in this together, gang. We are a part of a special generation of people, the Lion and Bear generation. I'm Connor, signing off from Unleash the Ghouls, and I'll see you next time.